This is Adam Rosh from Roshcast, and I want to welcome you to another episode of The Reveal, where I will take you inside the mind of a test taker to deconstruct and connect the dots of a board-style question so you can become a better student, transform how you learn, and excel not only on high-stakes exams, but also in your general medical knowledge. So let's get started. We have a 74-year-old woman with a history of hypothyroidism who presents to the emergency department with confusion, rigors, and lightheadedness. Vital signs are blood pressure 110 over 64, heart rate 48, respiratory rate 12, and temperature 95.2. Her ECG is shown above. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? So this is a first order question, rather straightforward. We simply need to take the data presented in the question and make the diagnosis. So what are the key findings here in the question? First, we have an older woman and she has a history of hypothyroidism. That is a really great tip already, kind of a real great hint in pointing us to the direction that we need to go. She has confusion, rigors, and lightheadedness. Well, this could also potentially be infection. Her blood pressure is on the lower side, but she's not really hypotensive. However, she is bradycardic and hypothermic. So that is very important here. So let's go to our answer choices and see what we could identify here. Answer choice A, digoxin toxicity. Well, digoxin certainly could present with bradycardia. However, acute toxicity will potentially present with bidirectional ventricular tachycardia or slow atrial fibrillation. When we look at the ECG presented to us, what we see here is narrow complex QRS with P waves before each QRS with a regular rhythm. So this looks like sinus bradycardia. So I don't think dig toxicity is the most likely diagnosis here. Then let's go to answer choice D, nephrogenic diabetes insipidus. Certainly something like this would present with polyuria, polydipsia, and a elevated or a serum hypernatremia. And we do not have any evidence of that in our clinical scenario here. So I'm going to X this out. And so we're left with two answer choices here. Let's first look at answer choice B, hyperosmolar non-ketotic coma, because patients could certainly present with altered mental status, even an infection, bradycardic and hypotensive due to profound dehydration here. But in this case, we are not given a elevated glucose. Without an elevated glucose, we can't make that diagnosis. And so while some of this clinical vignette points towards potentially a hyperosmolar non-ketotic coma, we're just not given the information. And therefore, let's not outthink ourselves. And we're going to X that out. And so what we're left with is myxedema coma and answer choice C. And let's see if that is correct. Sure enough, myxedema coma is the correct answer choice. 
What we're seeing here is a patient with hypothyroidism who has a decompensated metabolic state with mental status change here. That is the classic finding in myxedema coma. Hey everyone, before you go, remember you could also watch the reveal at the Rosh Review YouTube channel, where you can see me interact with the actual question and answer choices. And if you're interested in your own QBank, whether you're an MD or DO, a PA or an MP, simply go to the RoshReview.com website and sign up for a free trial. Keep learning, keep working hard, and always have a sense of mission about your work. Now is your time. This is Dr. Adam Rosh, signing off.